Welcome to the AIPT Movies Podcast with your hosts, Alex Harris. And with them, as always, are Tim Geiner and Matt Paul. Hell yeah. Get that sweet, sweet spike in that VU meter. Oh, fuck yeah. Finally. For I never thought I'd miss a clap so much, you know? Um, but <laughs> these last couple, these last two times we've recorded, I really, I missed it dearly, I have to say, to my complete and utter surprise. Uh, I have nothing goofy to say beyond that unless you guys have stories or something. No, no. <laughs> my dog, my dog tweaked her. My my dog tweaked her wrist, and then as soon as she recovers from tweaking her wrist, she, now she has diarrhea. But I don't uh, think I'll put that in the pot. That sucks. Is what it is. All right, cool. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. What's up? Are you gonna say something? No, I, I, don't, I don't really have anything. I'm all I can think about is homeowner stuff, and I'm sick. I'm I'm currently ill um, oh. with some sort of regular ass fucking cold. So that's really fun. Uh, I was kind of hoping to say you got you were ill with some mad flows. I mean, yeah, those mad flows be coming from them nose. <laughs> I'm ill for sure, but I'm also <laughs> ill as well now. Uh, Before it was time to get ill, now I am ill. In addition, <laughs> um, a brand new addition. <laughs> what do people listening to this not know? I'm an incredible rapper. Doesn't that? I would think that would be obvious. Based on everything about me, but yeah, I mean you're brutal X. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, brutal X, <laughs> classic. Uh, anyway, hello <laughs> and welcome to the AIPT Movies Podcast. I'm Alex Harris. I'm an independent writer slash director and rapper. You may know me from my gritty crime thriller sequel to the beloved franchise No Country for Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> All I can picture now is just Jack Lemon killing people with a. That's with a what happened. <laughs> pneumatic. Yeah. Oh, All you enough. can picture, you've seen it, Tim. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a fever dream, to be honest. I, mean, I know it seems so good. How could it be true? Too good to be true, they say. Too good to be true. And Walter Matthau as uh, Woody Harrelson's character. You know, it was pretty harsh, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Tim Gardner, man, suit actor, contortionist, mime, green suit guy. You may know me from my role as The Mist in The Mist. <laughs> I don't even want to know how you did that one. Oh, it's 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 really helpful when you, um, you know, sweat <laughs> constantly. <laughs> I miss my calling. <laughs> Hi, and I'm Matt Paul. I'm totally not a script doctor, so you definitely don't know me from... My proposed ending to National Lampoon's Vegas vacation that Frank Durmont ended up using for the mist. I really think it would have worked better in <laughs> Vegas vacation, to be, to be fair. Honestly. I mean, Rusty would... What's his name? Clark, Clark was yeah, right. absolutely thinking about it. There's no way he wasn't. <laughs> the swank apartments above where I work, there's a gentleman that shops at the Trader Joe's and a lot of us that are around our age so really young um, <laughs> young people yes. fresh out of college we're like he's he looks familiar where do we like is he famous or something and it's the kid from the mist who shot who works at the supermarket and got like dragged out by the tentacle oh my god 
Wait, wait, from Can Hardly Wait? And he was in, um, um, what's it called? American Pie, I think. Yeah, the Shermanator. Sure. Shermanator. The fucking Shermanator, the Shermanator lives above where you I, work? Where you work I in your see, fake job? Yes. What? In my fake job at Trader Joe's in Massachusetts. No, don't. You, you just I, doxed him. <laughs> I know, that's bad. Should I not say that? I don't know. Um, you can just say, yeah, you just do. I'll take out Massachusetts just for, I mean, for the seven people who listen to this. For all the, um, all the, all my stalkers. <laughs> um, what? Yeah, the Shermanator. I, I, I watch him shop all the time and we're oh. always like, look, he's here. He's going to end up stealing a <laughs> fucking gumball machine right one day. That's a can't hardly wait reference. <laughs> That's and awesome. he's been there forever, like years. Oh wow! Through I, the pandemic, I I think he had a girlfriend that. once. I haven't seen him shopping with anybody in a long time, so I don't think he has a girlfriend anymore. Oh, um, here's my I chance. I always want to say something, but I don't know how. I mean, he seems pretty <laughs> quiet. Um, There's your answer. He likes kale. Wow, Chris, we're talking about Chris Owen, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shermanator. I mean, you could Chris definitely Owen. make a can hardly wait joke since he's a kleptomaniac in that in that movie. You could be like, "I'm watching you." Oh, buddy. that's funny. Be like, I'm sure he would get a big kick out of that. <laughs> I also used to work with um somebody who was in, I believe, Van Wilder. Wow. Oh. I think he played somebody called Goiter Boy. <laughs> Or something. You used to work with this person? But anyway. Oh, that's my God. That's besides the point. Wow. I mean, also, Chris Owen was a National Lampoon's Van Wilder, so. Well, look oh, at that. He? They must have known each other. Go. I wonder if he got him the job. He was like, hey, this place I think place Goiter uh, Boy, like, works at. A different one? I think Goiter Boy works at um, Sweetgreen now. I think he, wow. like, manages Sweetgreen. Wow. Salads. And some of that sweet cream. <laughs> Man, I mean. Anyway, I feel like this. I feel like this episode already peaked, but uh, I guess we'll keep going anyway. <laughs> anyway, once again, in an affront to my hopes of getting so famous that Gary Oldman will seductively shave my face with a straight razor, we have some corrections from the previous episode. <laughs> I mean, doesn't everyone wish that? Uh, first of all, I want to apologize for my audio in this episode and in the season finale, which also wasn't great. I know I said it was because Apotamus Prime, but also apparently the microphone I've been using was just turning to shit, and as soon as I switched to another microphone, uh, the problem was resolved, so sorry about that. Um, I was doing, like, I was reading some of the trivia about Bram Stoker's Dracula, and I didn't make it through all of the trivia because I'm a loser or something, but I did pick out two things that I thought were interesting. Uh, apparently Lux Interior from the Cramps did the scream Ooh. when the cross is stabbed in the beginning. Oh. That's wow. Neat. That's pretty cool. Um, that is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, when during the said seductive shaving scene, I did not notice this, but apparently in the set, they're slowly moving the walls in during the whole scene mm. so that the room's getting Ooh. smaller. I wish I had paid attention for that because that would have been really cool. 
And then when we were discussing the movie, Tim said that he thought the reincarnation thing for Winona Ryder's character was new. And you were correct. It is, in fact, new. In fact, uh, Vlad's wife, Elisabetta, was a new creation mm-hmm. for the movie and was not in the original book. Exactly. They needed to make, we need a love story. This is a Hollywood movie, baby. <laughs> That's right, baby. Gotta we get need the... to, We need to make this Drac guy sympathetic. <laughs> exactly. And then I mentioned how I thought the creepy stagecoach driver was uh, supposed to be Dracula himself. And apparently Gary Oldman did play the driver in the movie. And there's an actual, I saw a behind the scenes picture of him in the scene with the mask taken off, but he still had his like Dracula makeup. And in the book, it says it's him as well. So that's pretty cool. So he's his own, he's his own stagecoach driver. Man of many seasons, many talents. Doesn't believe in exploiting workers, you know. I respect that, <laughs> you know. He's uh, right. Eat a baby now and then, but hey, we're not all perfect. I <laughs> but get he's it. not, you know. He's he's not some fucking piece of shit. He's you know he's gonna do shit himself. <laughs> he's 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 the right kind of rich person aside from all the murder <laughs> and stuff. But you know, the other kind of rich people do it too. Anyway, I'm gonna move on. Yeah. Um. And then also, I talked about how uh, the the incredible visual effects the in-camera visual effects i said i think they were done by francis ford coppola's son and yes they were done by roman coppola and his son was in charge of directing all the vfx he didn't necessarily do them all himself but he was in charge of shooting them and working with the people who were doing them and uh this was before roman coppola went on to produce a ton of Wes Anderson movies and direct music videos such as walking contradiction by green day and lump by Presidency of the United States of America. What a contribution. Wow. So that's that's several major contributions that he has made to pop culture, such as the effects in this movie and the lump video. So that's pretty cool. He also did <laughs> Peaches, too, to be fair. Wow. I draw the line of Peaches. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know. You millions don't, of Peaches. Move to the country? I'm going to move yeah. to the country eat a lot of Peaches. Um... Mm. I mean, I could eat a peach for hours, but... <laughs> That's true. That is my I heard favorite... that only as a double entendre. <laughs> that is my favorite peaches-related thing, but... Yes, yeah, second best... Second favorite peach-related thing would be uh, the President's United States of America, so... Anyway, that's it for corrections. Let's move on to some news. Due to the ongoing actor's strike, the release date for the sequel to this year's Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 has been pushed back to 2025, and the subtitle might not end up being Dead Reckoning Part 2, but rather Dead Reckoned Part 1. Hmm. hmm. Gotta keep the theme going, you know? Strange choices. But yeah, I'm wondering, a lot of people are like, what are they gonna do? They're just gonna retroactively change the name of the first one to just Dead Reckoning and take out the Part 1? Very strange. Hmm. Man, you can do everything with computers these days. It's so cool. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme says Vin Diesel denied him a role in the Fast and Furious series. Apparently, Van Damme was originally going to play the personification of Dom's charger when he inevitably fucks it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's going to happen it's eventually. Very, it's, a very, it's a very, very sweaty sex scene. It's only a matter of time. In some... Additional Jean-Claude Van Damme news, Van Damme says Steven Seagal once passed on a $20 million payday to fight him. Reportedly, Seagal was already too busy fighting to open a bag of chips. 
Excellent. Young people reportedly want less sex in movies and TV, according to a UCLA study. Which is weird, because when I was young, sex in movies and TV was the only kind I got. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. (laughs) And by young, I mean like 28. (laughs) James Wan says Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is an outright buddy comedy, with most of the comedy coming from the friction between Aquaman and the dwindling interest of the movie-going public. (laughs) Oh, those two. What a combo. Literally, while reading it, I'm like, oh, yeah, Aquaman movies. (laughs) I I know. The original Freddy Krueger glove from Nightmare on Elm Street is up for auction. Unfortunately, it's not expected to sell for as much as all the butt plugs from Everything Everywhere all at once. It's a national award. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Flying off the shelf and into someone's butt. Um, In some additional Steven Seagal news... Seagal reportedly once tried to throw Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau out of a meeting room, but they moved slightly out of the way and left the room while Seagal was busy catching his breath. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of the two of them just, like, kicking the shit out of Steven Seagal because he's useless. I cannot stand Steven Seagal. Like, I strongly dislike him, so I'm okay with making fat jokes about him because he sucks. (laughs) I mean, he is a terrible person. He is, all around. All around. He's just a cook. (laughs) Imagine if he was a cook. No one else would ever eat. Uh. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Again, again, obesity's not funny, but Steven Seagal sucks. Yeah. Kingsman director Matthew Vaughn reportedly pitched a Superman trilogy to Warner Brothers before Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. Apparently, they were turned off by the inappropriate way Lois Lane chose to motivate Superman to save the world. That's for the Kingsman fans. Matthew Vaughn, get off of it. (laughs) I know, I know. Seriously, it is for the Kingsman fans. And the fact, the fact that they had the gall to bring it up again in the sequel. It's the weakest part of the movies, guys. Weakest part. (laughs) I could kind of see Lois Lane saying that, though, to be honest. Well, yeah, because she's a take-charge type of gal. Netflix is raising prices for basic and premium plans. But don't worry, they promised to use the extra funds to make even more forgettable garbage. Oh, I was worried for a second there. <laughs> as long as I don't get any more value for my money, I'm fine with it. Seriously. Uh, and finally, I just want to quickly mention that our beloved Trick or Treat, the glorious 1986 movie that we covered about two years ago in October, um, the first October we were doing this podcast, is being remastered in 4K and is making its streaming debut just in time for Halloween on October 27th, so it'll be out and streamable by the time this episode is. So... Oh my god, that's wow. so good. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and see this movie. I think it'll be on Screenbox, which is like the Pepsi to uh, Shudder's Coke. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> actually, it may be more like the like the uh, grocery store brand soda. RC Cola. Yeah, like the RC Cola, like the tab. Um, but, uh, I'm sure once it's on Screenbox, it'll be like rentable around then or shortly after it. So yeah, if you haven't seen it and you didn't want to watch the overpriced DVD that was out of print for years or the version of it that's on YouTube, um, there you go. All right. That's it for news. Let's move on to new releases. Oh, fuck. I was thinking about going to see this. It's playing at a Kendall this weekend, actually. Ooh. It's like the only place it's playing. 
Um, now playing in theaters is The Killer. After a fateful near miss, an assassin battles his employers and himself on an international manhunt. International manhunt, he insists, isn't personal. The crime thriller is directed by Papa David Papa Fincher and written by Andrew Kevin Walker. They worked together on Seven last time. Uh, it stars Michael Fassbender and Tilda Swinton, and I am very excited about that movie. It does look great. The trailer, yeah, is yeah. very great. Now playing in theaters is Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> a troubled security guard begins working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. During his first night on the job, he realizes that the night shift won't be so easy to get through. Pretty soon, he will unveil what actually happened at Freddy's. The horror, based on a video game, is written and directed by Emma Tammy and co-written by Scott Cawthon and Seth Seth Cutterback. It stars Josh Hutcherson, Elizabeth Lale, Matthew Lillard, Mary Stuart Masterson, Christian Stokes, and Joseph Poliquin. I just want to say that Five Nights at Freddy's was probably one of the first things that tipped me off that I'm old. Because, like, suddenly one day I would, I saw, like, a bunch of posts about it on, like, Reddit or whatever, and I kept hearing about it, and I was like, I have no fucking idea what this is. It managed to come out and get wildly popular before I had ever heard about it, and that's, in my opinion, the sign of, you know, being old, like Abe Simpson, you know, they change what it is, um... And yep. so it's it's crazy because it, everything is saying that Five Nights at Freddy's is going to be this huge movie because people younger than us are obsessed with the game. Um, and yep. I didn't really know what the fuck it was until a year ago. Alex, do you have a Twitch account? <laughs> I do not. Well, there's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. I guess I guess there it is. It did. It took the streaming world by storm. Ah, I see. I see. Now playing in theaters. Another great trailer. The Holdovers, a cranky history teacher at a remote prep school, is forced to remain on campus over the holidays with a troubled student who has nowhere to go. The dramedy is directed by Alexander Payne and written by David Hemmingson. It stars Paul Giamatti, Carrie Preston, Tate Donovan, Jillian Vigman, and Davine Joy Randolph. Coming soon to theaters is The Marsh King's Daughter. A woman seeks revenge against a man who kidnapped her mother. The crime mystery drama is directed by Neil Berger. He sounds delicious. And written by L. Smith, Mark L. Smith, and Karen Dion. It stars Ben Mendelsohn, love that guy. Daisy Ridley, hell yeah. Garrett Hedlund, he was great in Death Sentence, and I think he's very underrated. Karen Pistorius, Gil Birmingham, and Brooklyn Prince. I saw the trailer for that. It looks pretty cool, I have to say. Looks damn rad. Anything with uh, good old Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, my God. I know. He's so good. Coming soon to Netflix is Rustin, a rousing biographical drama which shines a long overdue spotlight on the contributions of trailblazing, openly gay civil rights activist Bayard Rustin. The historical drama is directed by George C. Wolfe and written by Julian Brees and Dustin Lance Black. It stars Jeffrey Wright, Andre McDonald, Bill Irwin, Coleman Domingo, Chris Rock, and CCH Pounder. Who will come up again later. Indeed. Coming soon to theaters is All Dirt Road's Taste of Salt. A decades-spanning exploration of a woman's life in Mississippi and an ode to the generations of people, places, and ineffable moments that shape us. 
The drama is written and directed by Raven Jackson. It stars Charlene McClure, Moses Ingram, Reginald Helms Jr., Zainab Ja, and Kaylee Nicole Johnson. All right. That's it for new releases, which means it's time for What Do We Watch This Week? Oh, hello, kitties. So glad you could join me. Your pal, the Crypt Keeper, has gone Hollywood in a big way. I'm directing my first feature film. Care for a little shriek preview? <laughs> for my big screen premiere, I wanted lots of suspense. Uh-oh. Special effects. <laughs> sex. Yeah. Violence. The kind of thing you could really sink your teeth into. Frights! Camera! Action! It's about a chase through the ages. A race against time. The war between good and evil. Come on, everybody! It's time to play! And the final battle between man... I'm sorry. ...and demon. I'm not gonna hurt you. I lied. It came out in 1995, but this week we watched Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight! High-level demons collect low-level demons as warriors in an attempt to obtain a key <laughs> containing the blood of Christ. The key is guarded by immortal warriors called Demon Knights. What a strange synopsis. The horror comedy is, is directed by Ernst Dickinson <laughs> and stars Billy Zane. Uh, Zoolander's buddy, William Sadler, Jada Pinkett Smith. Is it still Smith? I don't know what's going on there. Well, back I think it's just <laughs> Jada. Oh, like now. Back then it was definitely just Jada Pinkett. Yeah. Brenda Bakke, CCH Pounder, there she is, Dick Miller, and Thomas Aiden Church. It is the first feature-length film presented by the HBO series Tales from the Crypt and features scenes with the Crypt Keeper, still voiced by John Kassir? from the TV series at the film's beginning and ending. So, as a warning, I'm sure there will be spoilers as we discuss Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, so if you haven't seen it yet, you may want to pause this, watch the movie, and come back. Personally, I suggest that you do. Otherwise, let's dig right in. So, Matt and Tim, what are your favorite things about Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight? Wow, what a movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, that synopsis, that's a weird synopsis. I mean, it's all accurate, yeah. but it's a strange format for it, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I totally, I was so happy when I saw, like, the intro to the show, because I had forgotten all about that, and, like, the introduction by the Crypt Keeper, and then when I saw the first pair of boobs, I was like, oh, yeah, right, the show had, like, so many boobs in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it did. Because it did, right? It, it was, was a like, very horny show. Deeply horny show. DTF. Um... <laughs> So I liked all of that. That was great. And I'm glad they kept it. I really like the setting of the movie. Mm. I really like the motel, you know, the Southwestern. It's probably like Texas or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know if we ever find out. Um, I like that a lot. Billy Zane is great. And dare I say, not in it very much. I mean, he's in it, but... There's long spans of time where he isn't in it, I feel like. Yeah, but it's kind of like Poochie, you know? Whenever he's it's off screen, like you're, like, you're like, where's, it? where's Billy Zane? 
<laughs> I know, I know. Um, so I thought um, he was really great. I thought that the blood looked really cool. The green blood, yeah. Um, both the red blood and the green blood because it was just like glowing, you know. It, it was just like there's something about that like... um. I don't know. I like. I feel like this movie used a lot of effects that were also used like in the eighties, big time. Right. That like animated looking blood was really great. Um. Yeah. Um. Predator blood. That's what I wrote down. I thought that yeah, was funny because yeah. it was predator blood. Um. I really liked. CCH Pounder's arm when it gets cut off. <laughs> I thought that was a great. Yeah, that was great. Broken um, off. Snapped I feel like that off. was the first like super like gory thing. Oh no, maybe not. Maybe the um shot to the head for the. Yeah, the, the head was... punch was probably the first really gory thing. It's like, oh wow, <laughs> this movie's gonna do that. But I, I I thought it was cool that like slowly but surely like they all got like picked off and like um brought to the dark side and you know with the temptations. Um I thought it was pretty pretty wild that they actually did they, that happened to the kid too. That took balls. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, but it also makes sense for Tales from the Crypt, because it was always like that. It was always that kind of show. Um, and then lastly, there's just like so many really good quotes in this movie. Damn guacamole. <laughs> the sheet, like when her sheets are all like stained and CCH Pounder gives her a Cordelia um, a bunch of shit for her. She's like, damn guacamole. Because everybody else is like, oh, it's because you have sex all the time. But it's really just guacamole. <laughs> she just likes eating chips. And quack in bed. I mean, who doesn't, right? Who doesn't? Um, and then get that pussy off the table. So <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are all great. Oh, and hot and squishy, obviously. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> this this movie's got it all, man. Oh, yeah. I I love this movie very much. And it's because it's the right... It's that I think it's a right balance of of camp and comedy and horror. Like I love it so much. Um, I love I love every scene the collector is in, uh. aka Billy Zane. Um, you know, good use of uh, shot composition throughout the movie wasn't you know was always good energy to how they moved or chose to frame things. Uh, always loved, always loved the fact that the demons' weak spots were their eyeballs. Yeah, and you have to target their <laughs> eyes, and then they shoot out that wild laser. That, oh like, my god, I love that! Away. Yeah, that's what, and that was the great thing. Like, yeah, it's a fearic victory because you'll kill a demon, but it's a very good chance you'll get wiped out too. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, this the movie's a perfect blend. I love it so much. I don't know what else to say other than I love it and you should just watch it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I want to point out that I, I don't remember when we talked about it, but very early on, I think we 
you know, when we were talking about other movies we'd watched recently, Tim talked about Demon Knight in a in one of our early <laughs> episodes. And so we have talked about it a little bit before, but we haven't really gone into detail about how fucking fantastic it is. And I'm sorry I couldn't expound on it further. It's just I love this movie so much. It, yeah. The giddiness in my voice should be a selling point in of, of itself. It's absolutely. Just like, I'll, I'll talk too much, so I got to stop. Go. No worries. No worries. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'll talk too much for all of us. Um, yeah, I, first of all, I love the Crypt Keeper stuff. I love the whole intro. I love the fake movie that he was directing. Like, with John Larroquette. With John, John Larroquette. And, and I just like, it's immediately horny and oversexed. I just like fucking so funny. And I love that he's like directing it and the weird effects like with a puppet or and then them like superimposing a face onto someone's body. It's just, it's just what a great. What a great way to begin the movie, and they end it in a silly way, too, which I, I get a kick out of, um, which is funny since the script was not originally a Tales from the Crypt movie. It was yeah. a script that was this... going around Hollywood for years that they adapted into this. Yeah, I think, I think it was like, it was like uh, meant to be a, fo- uh, it was like from 1987 or something, and like um, Tom Holland was going to direct yeah. it way back then to follow up on Child's Play. And then it even went to Full Moon Pictures, who made such hits as, like, Head of the Family. You guys remember Head of the Family? And oh, Puppet I've seen Master? Head of the Family recently. <laughs> you saw it recently? I've been, I've, every once in a while, I think it was like, I should watch Head of the Family again. And I just haven't gotten myself to do it. You're not missing much. <laughs> I don't know. My memories are pretty good. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, eventually it got picked up by the right people and like, including the produce, like, did you guys see the list of people who produced this movie? Because the the Tales from the Crypt show was produced by like crazy people, such as Walter Hill, uh, who, you know, made oh, The yeah. Warriors. David Geidler, right? Yeah. Oh, yep. 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 David Geidler. Joel Silver. Mm-hmm. Robert Zemeckis. You know, they they saw something in this and they turned it into something great, which is great. The cast is inc- is fantastic. I love that William Sadler plays the hero. He, I feel like he never got to play parts like this ever. You know, yeah. he he always played yeah. like weird stuff, like death in Bogus Journey or the bad guy in Die Hard Two or Hick type characters because he's got an interesting face. I I I love that he got to play kind of just like a fairly typical action hero in a lot of ways. So that was really good. I thought Jada Jada Pinkett was really good in this. I remember like having a thing for her when this movie came out. Um, now she kind of weirds me out, but that's neither here nor there. The dynamics between all the characters work really well, which is great. Even with Breaker when he comes in, but like fucking Billy Zane, good god, what a what a performance! Like if you had only seen <laughs> him in this, and maybe even Titanic, and like let's say you were in like let's say you went into a coma after this movie came out and you probably come out and be like billy zane's one of the biggest actors on earth now right like obviously and it's just crazy to think that he just fizzled out after being in one of the biggest movies of all time and this like it's it's unbelievable phantom the phantom didn't help i know poor guy um I really liked how when he's like outside of the window acting with like a southern accent and and dancing out of annoyance, I felt like he was totally channeling Bruce Campbell in like Evil Dead 2 or something or or evil <laughs> evil uh, Ash from from Army of Darkness. 
I really like that, especially since Bruce Campbell almost got the Phantom. Mm -hmm. I really like the way that it handles the demons and the lore attached to it, like the green gooey blood, the demons coming out of the puddles in the ground, which I thought was kind of gremlinsy, which I enjoyed. I love the green eyes, the like. I love the the key and the power of the blood. It's so like comic booky. It's so like superhero-y in a way, you know, because like I like yeah. the idea that I love like when horror movies are fr- not afraid to say that like because these awful supernatural things exist, why can't good supernatural things exist? Like in like in, right. when the Nightmare on Elm Street series introduced the idea of dream warriors, people who had dream powers. I really like that. Or how in Friday the 13th mm-hmm. Part 7, there's a girl with telekinetic powers. I just like, I like that shit. Why not? You know, if you have shit that breaks reality, why not have positive parts of it? Exactly. I was going to say, it's, it's somehow more believable that way because then it's right. like, oh yeah, there's balance. Right, because, like, yeah, like, in theory, you're thinking, like, why is this, like, when you see these movies, a lot of times, it's like, why is this one thing the thing that defies logic? You know, why why doesn't it work in other ways, too? Um, I really like that, and they didn't do it in a typical, like, exorcism kind of way. They did something unique to the series, to this movie, not yeah. series. Well, there were two of them. Well, there were only two of this, unfortunately. There were there were three. Apparently, there was a third uh, Tales from the Crypt movie called Ritual in two thousand two. I guess I never saw it, but Bordello of Blood Weird. was not good. But yeah, and I love how mischief mischievous the, the like the evil is. I love like mischievous evil. We've talked. You mentioned that before, Tim, about like Evil Dead. You know how evil yeah. who seems to when evil seems to be having so much fun being evil. I, I think that always works better. It makes for a more enjoyable viewing experience, but I also think it kind of makes sense. Why wouldn't they yeah, enjoy this if they're horrible? You know, like, right, they're doing not? the thing. It's, it's what they were put on this earth to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like, this Demon Knight and Evil Dead kind of go in a bucket for me of, of one of my, probably my favorite ways of of demons and possession being handled. I really like how these movies do it. Direction and cinematography were great. It's not like super groundbreaking, but it's very solid. Great example of yeah. horror at its time. Dutch angles when, you know, and it was it was fun. It looked good. Um Dickerson uh I think as you mentioned in the time we talked about it before Tim, he used to be he used to do other stuff. He did. He was like a director of photography. He was Spike Lee's main director of photography for a long time. And then he went on to make movies like this, but he also made Juice. <laughs> Remember Juice? Mm-hmm. Bones Ooh. that Bones. with uh, with Snoop Dogg and Bulletproof, that movie with Bulletproof. Um, it's, it's, it's Damon Wayans Damon. And, and Adam yep. Sandler, right? Adam Sandler. And then he went on to become an incredibly prolific TV director. Like, he still directs a metric fuck ton of TV shows, like, and good shows, too. Um, So that's awesome. He directed The Wire, you know? Yeah. So there you go. Like, I was looking through his filmography earlier. It was just like an endless stream of, like, every show that I could think of in recent years. He directed at least, like, one episode for it, which is crazy. Yeah, man. And he was a camera operator on Day of the Dead. That's pretty cool. Hey. Um, and the director of photography was this, was uh, his name is Rick Boda on on this on Demonite, and he was also the and he was kind of in he was kind of in the in demand for a little bit in the nineties. He also did House on Haunted Hill, that Famke Jansen movie, 
and Barbed Wire, the Pamela Anderson movie. So oh that's pretty my cool. Oh, gosh. Wow. Which is technically a comic book movie, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the early ones. Um, and that might also be on the list of movies we cover eventually. Um, I also really liked, <laughs> as you know, as you mentioned, Matt, the gore and the effects are really great, like punching through the head and CCH Pounder's arm getting broken off like that. Ugh, oh, so good. And then the last thing I'll mention about this movie, and I, I remember, like, I, I saw this movie in the theater. I remember I convinced my dad to take me. And <laughs> it's because I think my brother Adam had seen it and told me about it. And I was like, that sounds so good. And um, one of the things I liked about it then that became more clear to me now is it really has this kind of action aspect to it. You know, because you, like, you got Breaker, who's very much in a lot of ways a typical action hero. And, like, as I was watching yeah. it, I realized how much I think this movie was influenced by James Cameron. Because, like, oh, think about it, right? Sadly, Breaker has deep Kyle Reese vibes for the entire movie. His hair looks kind of like point. it. He's disheveled like Kyle Reese. He knows all this lore that no one believes. He's an old soldier. He's an old mm. soldier, right? And... And then, like, I could see the Terminator kind of influencing Billy Zane's character in a way in terms of not, like, how funny he is, but how unkillable he is, you know, just coming out of the, the car relentless. with the fire and co cops, yeah. like, seeing him. Um, you have that great heroic sacrifice scene with CCH Pounder and the cop that is not unlike mm. Vasquez's death in Aliens. Yes. Ooh, yes. yeah. And the way that the demons, the demons kind of reminded me of xenomorphs and how they were they were portrayed and the way that they looked. And much like the xenomorphs, when you kill them, it could come back to haunt you because of instead of acid blood, they shoot the shit out of their eyes. And I feel like Jada's character being in uh, a white beater and an underwear at the end i feel like the odds of that not being i know it's not james cameron but since we're already on aliens i <laughs> i feel like that had to be a reference to alien personally so i really <laughs> like how that stuff is kind of s snuck into the movie in a way that is not super obvious but i think really elevates the movie in a lot of ways for sure yeah yeah good stuff what a film do you have any honorable mentions or things you had mixed feelings about sometimes known as the cronies uh in honor of david cronenberg um, honorable mention to, um, that's why I say, hey man, nice shot. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the movie like starts I feel like right I, into it. I know. It just goes right In into it. In case you were wondering, 90s, it's 1995. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, that was such a thing back then. And then that's it. That's like the only like. The soundtrack song, was pretty good. Yeah. It also had that Cemetery Gate song uh, from Pantera, I believe. That was, that was kind of cool. Ah. Yeah, honorable mention to Dick Miller. Yeah. Who's like that guy in like everything. I just watched a movie with him in it, and then I watched this movie, and there he is again. It's that guy. Hell yeah. So good. So yeah, he's cool. Um, Big time cronies to when you see the Crypt Keepers like body like walking around no thank oh you oh my god i know <laughs> it was like megan no thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it looked wrong it looked wrong yeah like yep. in the directing like part in the intro when like you actually see him like walking towards the kill oh, yep 
Dis- yeah, that's dis- when they superimposed no. footage of a puppet head onto someone walking with a like a, a green mask on. And so it looks no, so unnatural. You. It's so weird. No, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's um Oh, the sponge when Billy Zane like spits the sponge out. <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, so he could, so he could wash up the blood. Um, that was funny. Oh, and then the fire dick, Billy. Is it a fire <laughs> dick? Yeah, like yeah. I don't Billy know. Zane's, I don't even really like get a lasso it. Or like a whip. Yeah. He said it, it pissed him off, and then like yellow fire came out, and you heard a a, zip, yeah, a, a zipper sound. It was his demon. It was like coming out of his fly. It was so <laughs> interesting. It was very interesting. All of the all of the zany like dreams were pretty fun. Mm. Yeah, they were great. But yeah, yeah. My honorable uh, mention goes to spoiler alert: Dick Miller's severed demon head. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just love it. It's just such a great little little uh model or the slow open and close of the eyes like yeah <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't even really look like him very much look like him yeah, yeah. No, exactly but it you know, looks great it's yeah cool uh, i guess um cronies when i first watched this way back as a young and the thing that gave me a crony would always be just how claustrophobic it gets very quick mm of like because this is a you know in tv you call it a bottle episode yep you know but like this is a bottle movie yep uh it's all one location and it gets smaller and smaller and they lose more and more ground as it goes and yeah so yeah i, I can always think back to that emotion that i had just <laughs> <laughs> yeah valid i yeah i was gonna mention honorable mention to the it's starting off with filter hilarious um <laughs> cronies to <laughs> as i wrote down the guy from sideways getting his nipples zapped with the car battery um <laughs> uh, you mean lol from wings <laughs> for some reason even though i know him from several other things i always think of him from the guy from sideways even though i've never seen sideways very odd <laughs> anyway um paul Giamat. honorable mention to the way billy zane seduces and tricks cordelia it's a really good scene. It's very believable interpretation of how deceptive and seductive evil can be, you know, like it, it's sweet, yeah. you know, like you can actually believe and get why she would feel like he finally has something she wants. I think that's a really well done scene. It's lit in this very soft and glowing kind of way. Great scene. And even the following scene where she seduces the when she then seduces that Wally guy. Um, really, really well done. Uh, honorable mention to the creepy flashback to the crucifixion and the weird, how weird the sky mm-hmm. looks, and then the World War One flashback mm-hmm. with the possessed soldier. Awesome. Can't go ro- can't go wrong with everything with a German helmet. <laughs> no, no, it's all exactly. It always works. I remember thinking like, give me a whole movie of that. Yeah, seriously, me too. Still, I'd still want to see it. Uh, and yeah, honorable mention to it being a great. Bottle movie, as you mentioned, a great like I the 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 claustrophobicness worked for me in this game, even though I don't like tight spaces necessarily. But um, I like that. Yeah, it definitely works. It's not a negative. No, no, no. Honorable mention to Jada Jada Pinkett being a secret protagonist. It is not 
immediately obvious that she is the protagonist of the movie. They slowly flesh her out as the movie goes on, which I liked. I like honorable mention to Breaker knowing how much the demons hate being spit at when he's like, they hate that. Uh, (laughs) That was great. The (laughs) cronies to the postal worker planning on shooting up the post office because this was the 90s. (laughs) And that was like a thing that everyone associated with postal workers. Honorable mention to CCH Pounder saying, that's me giving you the finger, asshole, um, when she pulls up her stump. Uh, that was great. I love the kid being, uh, honorable mention to the kid being possessed through a Tales from the Crypt comic, and how you can yeah, see yeah. what's happening in the comic. Uh, honorable mention to CCH Pounder's delivery of the line, Supper time! Um, which is not necessarily a good line, but man, does she nail it. She just nails it. And then the last thing, I'm going to give an honorable mention. I, I feel like it should be a crony, but I'm going to give an honorable mention to uh, Dick Miller's seduction scene. Just like, just <laughs> like fucking like seven half naked babes. Like it's such a 90s thing. Like they would never do that in a movie now. They just absolutely would not. Well, it's also very, it's also very The Shining. <laughs> right, right. It's very yes, Shining it's, you know. and like, it's very, it's like Shining turned to t- up to 11. And the, you know, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, Tales from the Crypt, love boobs and stuff like that. They were just like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's just throw in this scene. Because movies used to just throw in scenes like that just because they were like sex cells. I, I just the commitment to that is just hilarious. I thought, I just think that's so funny. Was there anything you didn't like about Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, or was there anything that confused you? I, I I honestly can't figure out if I like how the alien um aliens demons <laughs> look. I don't know, like the yeah. the 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 piercings. No, that's stupid. Oh, I fr- I always forget like, about the piercings. My mind always yeah, like just like heals over that. Pierced. Yeah, um, it's because it's like it's very it's like nineties. <laughs> yes, it's very nineties like tough guy. Tough, yeah, like ooh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I like. I don't know. It's hard to get. It's hard to get. It was hard to get stuff like that right. I think back then. I mean, it still is honestly, and right. I don't know. I. Was confused by so Jada Pinkett drank the rest of the blood mm-hmm. and was just like holding onto it in her mouth, swishing it yeah. about. <laughs> and then she's sp- like, she didn't spit that much onto him. It just seemed like a very, um, I don't know, while it was very dramatic and ceremonious, I felt like it wasn't really. Like that shouldn't have just like. You were surprised him. by how small amount of blood just like eradicated him, effectively. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you saw what what one little drop could do. You know, it'd seal off right. an entire like, erect a barrier that could, yeah. if they push through, would explode. Yeah. So I mean, he did get like a atomic bombs worth of <laughs> sacred blood into his dome. I yeah, guess so. That is true. That is true. But I see your point. Yeah, yeah. It does. It it is like a little anticlimactic. You're like, oh, it, it's just a Lukey's worth. <laughs> I know. Um, I I I wish his his demon form was shown more because that looked like it yeah. was probably cool. I agree with the wings and shit. But um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, 
at the end that was another collector that it was just going to follow her? Yeah. Well, just yeah. out doing what collectors do. Who knows if he knew who she was. Mm. It, yeah. It's just like, and thus the cycle repeats. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then what were the tattoo? The, the hand tattoos became closer to like. Yeah. They would go into formation when like seven people were present or something. I, I'll I be honest. I am confused that. about that too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really understand because when I it would move. Tell, like, Cause it would move and then you'd be like, wait, like what's different? Like what happened? Like, <laughs> I know every time you showed it, I was like, what was it before? I- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, besides that, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just nitpicky stuff yeah. like that, you know, it, was a 95, right? So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely showing its age nowadays. But, hey, they're just weak spots. They don't detract overall from the film, you know? Right. I think maybe the big, the biggest disappointment is that this thing was so damn good that they really couldn't follow up this yeah. movie and make a series. Of... I know. This was originally meant to be the second film of the trilogy they had planned. Hmm. Um, and then, thankfully, you know, uh, studio realized, oh, wait, yeah, Universal's like, actually, wait, this is really good. This will be our first one. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they, as far as I'm concerned, they went out on top. But also, whoops, for that's Bordello of Blood. Oh, I know. That a year later. I know. Yeah, I, I was going to say that's one of my, the few things I don't like about it either is I, it's such a shame that this didn't work out because it. I, I remember seeing this and being like, oh, my fucking God, because I watched the show and I was like, this was like so much better than the show. Like, it, is it, can they keep making movies like this? Like, I'm so excited. I remember I went to see Bordello of Blood in the theaters the weekend it came out because I was like, fuck, yeah, <laughs> we got, you know, this is going to be the next demon night. And it was not. And I, I it's just such a shame. Like, it reminds me of like Grindhouse of one of these great cinematic experiments that were made and just did not succeed. You know, it just, it just didn't mm. happen. You know, whereas in this case, it, it started off so strong that it could never meet the quality again. That's very sad because it would have been great if it worked out and like every year we got like another Tales from the Crypt movie. That would have been sick. But it's, I, think it, I think it's because Bordello Blood had the Ron Miller in it. <laughs> I know, I know. I've, I, know, I, I would have been has... way better with Dick Miller, right? No, instead we had freaking Dennis Miller. Ugh, <laughs> I know Dennis <laughs> Miller. They thought that was a good idea. What a strange decision. I also and the other thing I didn't like that kind of bugged me about this movie is the the opening with like filter and stuff like that and the car chase. That that car chase is not like exciting or tense enough, really, and especially with like the credits over it, it feels kind of like chill in a weird way and it's like oh wait no they're supposed to be like chasing each other very quickly um i think that was a little awkwardly put together but that's about it do you have a favorite death scene Ooh, yeah and this for once there's many to choose from in this movie yes i know there's a lot i mean the cop right away with the fist through the through the head (laughs) yeah i got set yep a tone so that was good but i mean I don't know, probably, you know, the collector himself just melting and like 
you know, yeah, bursting into flames and like <sighs> just like he was like, didn't like just like goopy black stuff just like drop to the floor too. Good sound yeah. effects in this movie as a side oh, note. Yeah. Good foley work, yeah, for sure. Very goopy. Very goopy. <laughs> very very goopy. But yeah, probably that. Yeah, I mean, you said it. It's the head punch cop. <laughs> it is just because right away we were just like, "Hey, what's up, motherfuckers? This is what we're doing." Yeah, proudly declares what it is. So yeah, you can't do better than that. I mean, again, this movie is full of great gore and creature effects. It is a very, like you said, wet movie. <laughs> the demons are wet and the walls are painted with blood. Yeah. And everything gets wet. Um, so, yeah, it's just got to go with the head punch cop. <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah. And and that that was on my list of great kills because not only is it a great kill, but it is seared in my brain. When I think of Demon Knight, one of the first <laughs> things I think of is him punching through that guy's head. Like it's just it's just in there. <laughs> The incomprehensible physics alone to get that to work are amazing. <laughs> and then he has the head and he bonks someone with it and then throws it. Oh, yeah. So great. Um, but I, there's also other great deaths in it, like uh, Cadelia's death, where they shoot her in the back of the head and her top of front of her face explodes and her eyes shoot out and land on the ground. Um, that's pretty great. Dick Miller getting his head chopped off, but still fighting. And they're like, got to get the mm -hmm. eyes or whatever. And you're going to go, I heard that. That was great. <laughs> the kid with his giant tongue and Breaker's chest and then being kicked out the window and exploding. Also great. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I will give mine also to uh, Billy Zane dying, mainly because I forgot how uh, dramatic it is. I forgot how his face kind of like breaks away. And I completely forgot about us seeing his demon form, which is ridiculous. Completely extravagant and he's huge wings and this weird little bat head or whatever uh yeah it's a tough one between that and the punch of the head but i'll give it to this one because i had forgotten about it so it was a nice little surprise would you give any random aesthetic choices in tales from the crypt demon knight a breaky award in honor of the windbreakers of the nail blank blanc camp the movie demonic and uh and for this one we'll call it a breaky in honor of breaker hmm? b-r-a-y-k-y Aww. <laughs> B-R-A-Y. Yeah, his name is Breaker, so like B-R-A-Y-K-E-R. Um, I really liked how the hotel looked from outside with like oh, the clouds yeah. and the thunder and all that. Absolutely nothing stuff. around it at all. <laughs> I know. It, yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of um isn't that how the I feel like there was a shot like that in Return of the Living Dead. Um, but I could be wrong. Oh, yeah, um, it's when they're pumping, when they burn the body. Oh, smoke, yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just so good. Also, who's going to stay in that hotel? Like, there is no <laughs> one that's going to stay in that Only hotel. those weirdos. I know, I know. Desert it's that people. Kind of hotel. Yeah, I mean, all the 90s stuff about it, I loved. I really liked Breaker's gloves or i think he just yeah. had one of them i think he has just one the over the tattoo it was like really cool rock and roll punk gloves yeah um i thought those were cool oh yeah that's right he covered up the ta his his tattoo with it yeah they did a good job of um hiding cch's chichi 
CCH <laughs> Pounder's arm and her mm-hmm. dress. That was that was good. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. Well, I gotta go conventional, and I gotta give my breaky to costume choice, and that is Billy Zane's portrayal of Hunter S. Thompson, the bartender, <laughs> uh, when he's tempting Dick Miller's character. Yeah. yeah. Just. Just the just the good times, party rolls on type of guy, and so yeah, way to go. He got like <laughs> he a should have known accent. he was bad because he had a bucket hat on. <laughs> Only bad people wear bucket hats. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> this is a fact. Oh my god, this movie has so many potential breakies. Like the hotel looks great. I I love the the big stained glass like cross window that was in it. Hell yeah. It also had a really great chandelier. I don't know if you guys caught that. It was a really, really nice chandelier. Um, I like oh, yeah. the key thing. That's pretty cool looking. Sadly, uh, Breaker's leather jacket was nice. Uh, Thomas Aiden Church's Hawaiian shirt was nice. Um, I loved how when people got like possessed or whatever, their g- green glowing eyes and their green glowing mouth. I thought those looked really cool, especially, and also, of course, the green shit that zaps out of people, you know, demons when they're killed, when their eyes are shot. Um, I, the, the, the 14-year-old in me wants to give it to Jada in her bloody Ripley outfit at the end, Um, (laughs) but I won't. Uh, this movie was definitely, (laughs) this movie was, like, perfect for 14-year-old Alex. I was like, it's horror, it's got, like, good action beats, and it's, it's, it's surprisingly horny. No wonder I loved this movie so much back then. Um, but I'm gonna definitely give my breaky to Billy Zane, generally how he looks, but, you know, you also got, like, the shot of him rising into the attic with the green light coming up. Um, Mm. his, the hat and overcoat in the beginning, but, yep. Got to go with you, Tim. I was, I'm was i picking Breaky. Uh, you know, my Breaky goes to Zane as the bartender. I didn't even p- figure out that he was supposed to be Hunter S. Thompson, but that's that's exactly what he was trying to do. And the, the fucking cigar and the yeah. way he talked. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, finally, do you see yourself watching Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight again in the future? And do you think you'll be recommending it to anyone? Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Yeah, like you got to ask that question, of course. Yeah, I've done I it mean, and I'll do it again. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel like anytime I can work it into a conversation, I tend to <laughs> do my best. It's a, it's a winner, and it's a really good Halloween. Like we were talking about with uh, Dracula, it's a really good Halloween watch. It just has like everything you'd want from a Halloween movie in a lot of ways. It's just like, yeah, it's just perfect. It's fun, and it's, it's scary, but not too scary. Like it, it's bloody, but not in like a horrifying way necessarily. Yeah, it's 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 a blast. Perfect for this time of year. All right, before we go, did either of you watch any other movies this week that you'd like to quickly recommend or not recommend? I had a little double feature with um Ooh. American Werewolf in London and <gasps> The Howling. Nice. Oh, cool. Um and that was really fun. I had already seen I love American Werewolf yeah. in London, so that's just the best, but um, I hadn't seen The Howling before. I and, watched that. Wow, what a movie! Yeah, I watched that. I think like during like COVID, and I was kind of 
I don't think I'd seen it since I was very young and didn't remember it. I was I was kind of let down by it. I was surprised that it was as iconic as it is beyond some of the effects. Yeah, yeah. There are some some good effects, but yeah. So many goofy things happen. <laughs> yeah. But Dick Miller's in it. See, Dick Miller. Dick good old Miller Dick Miller is like at, is the bookshop owner who has all the weird stuff and has the silver bullets that he gives to the guy. Um, but yeah, it's, um, um, it was fun to watch, but it was a weird, like it starts off and, and they're like hunting down a serial killer, but yeah. then they find out that he's actually a werewolf in this like werewolf commune in Northern California. And you don't really even see any werewolves for like a long time yeah. into the movie. And there's this really long, <laughs> funny scene of one of the characters turning into a werewolf in front of d wallace who who's like the female lead and it's just so long it takes like <laughs> 10 minutes for him to transform and like she's just like standing there like that yeah it's not pleasant but yeah but there's werewolf sex <laughs> which is funny um yeah. but yeah yeah fun little werewolf that's a good that's an interesting double feature yeah. yeah, I have too many movies to talk about. Oh, because this is by the time this episode comes out, you have one day to fit these in um, before Halloween's over. Uh, but yeah, because it's been Halloween month. Um, so here's here here I'll go. I'm just gonna yeah, go. Yeah, do it. Watched Cobweb. We watched oh, Cobweb. I want to check that uh, out. The, the twenty the 2023 starring Lizzie Kaplan uh, and like Anthony Starr. Yeah, or Anthony Starr. Um. Yeah, decent movie. Uh, decent movie for what it is. Uh, it's not. It's eighty-eight minutes. It's nice Ooh. and svelte. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It does its thing. Um, followed up with the classic film Critters. Ooh yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, to get if you if you need your Terrence Mann fix. Uh, you know because uh, he's dope. I love Terrence Mann so much. Uh, but also in case you want to. Watch Critters if you want to know what Scott Grimes looked like when he was a little kid. Um, Scott Grimes, famously from the Orville, as the ginger guy with a beard who pilots the ship. Uh, mm -hmm. Frankenhooker. Frankenhooker, oh wow. wow. Oh my god, what a movie. I've never, uh, I saw it once a long time ago. Didn't remember shit about it. So glad I rewatched it. Way better than you think it is. Um, than that it has any right to be, I should say. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, then of course, follow that up with The Frighteners, because that's a classic. Uh, that's Peter been Jackson on my rewatch list, too. Nice. Frighteners, very good movie. Would recommend. Uh, some of the special effects haven't aged well. Uh, but then again, they were making up those special effects as they went along because they didn't know how to do computer admin you know, animations. There's right. no computer animation industry in New Zealand, so they all just figured it out so that's some good stuff uh followed that up with trick r treat uh, oh, yeah. more recent one mm. uh with anna paquin it's the little vignette uh mm -hmm. horror anthology that's a fun watch um recommend saw the classic movie prom night with Ooh. jamie lee curtis uh being <laughs> starting the trying to push her towards being typecast as being a scream queen <laughs> um so yeah, just put her in this role. It's like the exact same thing, but you know, different. <laughs> um, I think it had a great, uh, you know, it's it was a pretty safe 
little slashery movie. Uh, the slasher is incredibly human in it. Uh, and the fact that the slasher is routinely, you know, beaten back by, you know, tripping or, you know, getting punched because getting punched sucks. There's not so, you know, it's fun, humanized uh, slasher. And then uh, most recently uh, finish it off with a very independent movie starring Barbara Crampton, good old B Cramps. Uh, we are still here. Um, that came out in, I want to say, 2015. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, 2015. And yeah, it's very, very low budget uh, modern day film. So you can you can see the digital video-ness of it. Uh, but it doesn't detract too bad from it. Uh, the movie is definitely a lot cheaper than you think it would be. But it's also pretty effective for what it is as well. So it's a fun little haunted house movie with a nice little uh, angle and take on the whole this family this house needs a family (laughs) is like the menacing thing so Uh, like what does that mean and then you find out what it means and it's not what you think so it's great uh and yeah and that's that's my uh my list wow good for you man you that's a lot more than i've gotten to watch recently (laughs) um yeah i've never seen we are still here but it's it's been on my list for a long time i especially all i really know is that the demons or ghosts or whatever look really cool i've seen pictures of how they look and they look very interesting yes. um and you do yeah 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 it's cool yeah i um i haven't seen as much interesting stuff as you guys recently i i do i i always keep meaning to watch american werewolf in london this time of year but i i keep forgetting to for some reason um but i did watch uh i did watch the collector movies um you guys remember Starring the collector? Billy Zane. No, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, the, they were they were kind of from like the post saw era of movies. Uh, it's a guy who just like sets trap. He goes into a house and he sets traps and he puts people in a trunk and he's got a mask that wow. has like ties in the back, like laces up. Um, the Mockbuster Saw series. Yeah, kind of. It was actually made by some people who worked on Saw. And it, they're 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 like fun. There's two movies. The second one is is as people say the aliens to the first one's alien. This guy, the survivor <laughs> of the first movie, is recruited to go somewhere to deal with um to help people Multiple who are trapped. collectors. Something like that. Okay. Actually, that's the only downside. There is no collectors. Um, <laughs> but they're interesting movies, and it has that actor Josh Stewart, uh, who you may remember from the beginning of Dark Knight Rises, because he's the one who goes, "They work for the masked man, Bane." Uh, before they put Bane <laughs> in the in the airplane, um, he always looks like he's about to fall asleep. Josh Stewart, um, but he plays like mm-hmm. a a thief, and he's like an unlikely protagonist, and he's like a really interesting horror protagonist. And the movies have a lot of like late you know, early thousands music video editing and like Tony Scott hyper saturated uh, footage at points. They're they're interesting at the very least. And I did see Saw X or Socks, as I like or to Sox. call it, um, which, you know, I don't really like the Saw movies, but I find them entertaining. And it was it was fine. You know, if you like Saw, you if you like the Saw movies, you'll probably like it. People who like the Saw movies seem to say it's one of the better ones. I will say it's funny because it is a prequel that takes place between two and three. And that dude is considerably older, but they didn't put a backwards hat <laughs> yes. on him or anything, which is great. Um, and he was very good in hello, it. And fellow he's, <laughs> hello, fellow 30-year-olds. Hello, fellow Jigsaws. Um, 
and he's like he's the he's the lead in the movie. They make him like a fully uh <laughs> they make him like fully sympathetic in the movie and he's the lead character in the movie. It's really interesting. But um, it, it took them that long to give their main villain some more three some more dimension dimensionality to him. I mean, as someone who's rewatched a lot of the movies recently because they're just like good to throw on in the background for me because I feel nothing yeah. for them. Um They've really worked really hard to give him quite the story about why he does what he does and his, you know, his his concept of kindness and everything. Like, he's calling people monsters in this one. It's so funny. Um, what a film. <laughs> all right. That's all, you cool. know. There it is. Hey, you want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. Oh, the sound of one of the... <laughs> the sound of one of the great lines from Last Action Hero means we are out of time. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode, assuming Billy Zane doesn't trick us into selling our souls and betraying everyone we love before then. If you have any questions for me, Matt, or Tim, you can reach us through our email, aiptmoviespod at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at aiptmoviespod. If you like this podcast or any of the great podcast articles or features in AIPT, you can, help <laughs> you can help support the site and the people who work on it by signing up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash aiptcomics. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, it's okay to love movies. They may not be able to love you back, but they'll always be there for you. Bye. And a via con diablos to you too, sir. Bye.